buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. Hey, before we start today's episode, I wanted to bring you in on the best kept secret in B2B sales. If you're serious about social selling and your only strategy is cold DMs through LinkedIn, you're missing the mark big time. Learn how a fully managed revenue generating podcast can change your life and your pipeline at salescast.co. All right. Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. Today, I've got Ryan O'Hare. He is the VP of Growth and Marketing over at Lead IQ and the first marketer ever to be on the show. I think we're like, I don't know, 240 episodes in. So, uh, you know, Ryan obviously can talk about sales and prospecting. I went on his show recently and uh, we're going to have a ton of fun. But Ryan, kick it off. Where did you where did your professional career start? Or if you want to give us, you know, maybe before that to give us a little context. Yeah. So many years ago when I was a wee little lad um, in high school, I was that kid that would go skateboarding with my friends, but I never got better. <laughs> so they were all good. And I, I was like, ah, oh, crap. So I got a camera and I just started filming them and cutting them and editing skate videos with my friends that they would go and do tricks and stuff. And I'd throw on music that was definitely legally downloaded. You know what I mean? Definitely legally, not illegally. Um, you know, back then in the Napster days, but, yeah. um, yeah, I used to make <laughs> skate vids and I learned how to video edit and stuff. And, um, that kind of turned into a job at a company called Dine. My senior high, uh, college, I did a project with them and they were like, hey, why don't you help start a YouTube channel? And then when I finished my internship with them, they were like, hey, we can't hire you to be our marketing person. We don't have any marketing people yet. Mm. Go out to the field and learn more about marketing and talk to us maybe in a year from now and we can consider it. And then about six months later, uh, I got a job offer from them to be their first BDR. And the rest is history. I turned into a prospector. I wanted to do stuff in marketing, but I kind of treated my prospecting job like a marketer. <laughs> like I was doing marketing for one company at a time when I was prospecting. And uh, long story short, on that end, I turned into a marketer and that's kind of where I, I went. But our company blew up. I was the, I, I did training and sales training and teaching people how to prospect there. I taught people about the products. Um, and I just got to do a bunch of really cool stunts to get the company off the ground. In 2016, Oracle bought them for 600 million bucks. Wow. Wow. You're, you're what we like to call a Swiss army knife, right? You get sales and, and marketing, which is super rare, but, uh, I love that. <laughs> I love the skateboarding story there. Uh, you know, if you're not good at skateboarding tricks, 
then figure out a way to still get invited to all the fun skateboarding activities. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely had a lot. What's funny is I'm probably better at skateboarding now at 34 years old than I, or 35 years old than I was back then. And I, you know, I'm easily in less, less good shape than then. Yeah. Okay. So take me back to your days in a, as a BDR and something that really stood out is you viewed that role as a marketer. Tell me what that means. Yeah. So I wanted to go and work in marketing really badly and I couldn't get into that right away because I graduated college like 2018 or 2008, 2009. That's like when the recession was happening and everything. So like all the senior marketers are getting laid off from their jobs and taking the entry level marketing jobs. So I, the way I approached it, the first couple of months I was shy and stupid. And I looked at what all the other reps were doing at the company. There were two or three other reps that were account executives. They weren't full-time prospectors. Mm -hmm. And I would look at what they were sending. And I tried to do that. And I didn't hit my number and I was struggling. And then the chief revenue officer at the time, Kyle York, sat me down and said, Ryan, I hired you to be you. Go be yourself. Mm -hmm. Go like, you've made all these funny, cool videos on YouTube when you interned for us. Why aren't you doing that in your prospecting? And that's exactly what mm -hmm. I did. Like I just started... I'd look at a company. I tried to make sure I only went after companies I cared about at first because we didn't have, you know, we had an empty sales force. We didn't have all these target accounts. And I tried to pick companies that I knew and I would find ways to make that person feel really special for the company they work for. Um, today, it's a little different because there's way more information about individuals online. You flash forward, you know, 12 years later, um, you can prospect anything for someone based on their individual interest and what they're putting on their LinkedIn profile and talks and podcasts that they're featured on and stuff. And so like, that's kind of the shift today versus 12 years ago. But um, if I go back a decade back then, you could kind of get away with doing stuff about a company. So uh, if I saw someone worked at UPS, I would send them a package in the mail from you, from UPS, like, and, mm -hmm. and, and be like, Hey, I didn't have to send you anything to prospect you, but I did because I wanted to use your service to prove that I use UPS all the time. And I love you guys. And like, I would do random stunts like that. I would basically treat it like I would do a stunt to get in and get in front of someone. Um, and we were doing this every day. I do simple stuff like when smartphones first came out, I used to just take pictures of myself holding a notepad and I would draw I heart company name. And then I'd write a love poem to them over a cold email and send that to them. If they didn't answer, I'd cold call and be like, Hey, I wrote you a love poem over the inbox. Did you check it? Like, and they'd be uh, like, Oh, I didn't even see that. Or like, they'd be like, no, I didn't. Or they'd say, go pound sand. And I'd know that's not the right contact. I'll go after someone else. Yeah. And this was, this was around 2010, right? Yeah. This is like, I was doing all the BDR stuff really heavily from like 2010 to 2013, 2014. Uh, and then I kind of shifted more into a marketing role there and did marketing and stuff. And um, uh, I did training too. So all of our prospect training for prospecting, I trained reps on when I was there, there were three reps. When I left there were over 90. So like wow. I did a lot of training with people. It was, I, I actually fell into training accidentally. Basically there were new hires. I'm like, Hey, do you guys want to learn how all this tech crap works? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so we hopped into a room and our CTO saw me doing it and said, wow, this is actually pretty good. And one of the reasons I knew it is when I was an intern there making videos and stuff, um, I heard these people talk about this stuff over and over again when I was cutting the videos. So I learned like, it's like getting bit by a radioactive network admin or something. And now I have like powers to understand what a network admin's talking about. Cause I was editing this footage and stuff from them from like talks and, and whiteboard videos and stuff they're making for customers. Um, so it was easy for me to teach people about the product and at the same time, teach them best practices about 
personalization and prospecting and what to do on a cold call and what to say on a cold email and all that stuff. Yeah. I love this. I mean, I think 2010, there, there wasn't a lot of people doing stuff like this. This was probably such a, uh, was able, you were able to stand out in a big way, right? There's more and more people doing, you know, more creative stuff with their outreach these days. Right. And like you said, it's a little bit easier with access to data specifically around people rather than just companies. Um, but I'm curious, where did you come up with all these ideas? How did you keep the creative juices flowing as a seller to come up with, you know, all of these sort of, you know, creative ways to catch your prospects attention. Colin, do you ever make music? I never make music. So if you ever play music before anyone that does audio production and makes music and stuff for, I make it for a hobby. So like if you yeah. were watching a video of this, I have a bunch of stuff in my background of instruments and stuff that yeah. I play. Um, there's a thing called transposing. And basically the idea is that if you play stuff at one note, you can transpose it up or down the scale of music and change what key it's in or what octave it's in, whether it's higher or lower. A lot of the time I'd come up with a good idea. I'd repeat the same idea. I would just change the inputs. So like, mm. I'll give you a good example. When I was at Dine, I made music videos for prospects. I, Nick Egger, yeah. who's our video guy and does the editing on my podcast that I do. We, we like got together uh, with this guy, Tom Dennison, who was an unbelievable musician that worked at Dine with me. And we got a recording studio and made um, 80s montage song. We just made montages for different prospects. And most of the content in the videos was about them. I, yeah. that, that idea worked brilliantly. Like we had like, I think 80, it was like 83% of the people we prospected turned into customers, not just responses. We heard back from everybody, obviously. Wow. Um, Back that up for a second. He didn't say 83% response rate, like 83% of the people yeah. became customers. Yeah. Big difference I mean, there. Yeah. So like we, we, and this thing blew up. This is before there were prospecting platforms for video. So like we literally were sending people a landing page with a YouTube video embedded on it that was unlisted in the only way that that way we could track whether they watched it or not. But like we sent, sent, uh, we had six companies that we made music videos for. The only one that didn't turn into a customer was Expedia. So this podcast is not brought to you by Expedia, by the way, I have a grudge with Expedia yeah. because of this. It goes back for years. But anyway, everyone else that we made the videos for the first 15 seconds, the last 15 seconds were identical. The middle was customized to the prospect and we just right. filmed montages and stuff and sent it to them. And it worked. Um, so you're just changing the hook really. Yeah. And we changed the lyrics. So the guy, Tom Dennison, that was singing the videos, he would like punch in vocals about the prospect. We would write them together and then he would record it. And then we filmed around what he was saying. So for example, one prospect that we went into is Hulu, right? We found yeah. out the guy that we're prospecting Hulu really liked Kevin Bacon. So <laughs> we filmed a whole, a uh, whole song where we referenced Kevin Bacon and we talked, or you know what it was? He liked a show that Kevin Bacon was on. I can't remember what the show was. And in the so song, we like have the guy that's in the music video foot loosing over town. So he's just dancing in the middle of the office and stuff. And like, we, we go film these things and stuff. Um, the, the point I was going to make earlier is that idea worked. I transposed that idea and did the same thing at Lead IQ. And I also did it at another company, Chartspan, where we made stuff customized for people. At Lead IQ, I grabbed my piano and I less budget version of this because we were a startup at the time. We, I was like the only business person that was working full time. I grabbed my webcam and I just filmed myself singing on my piano to these different target accounts. And instead of doing one, which a lot of people will go do, I cranked out like 12 songs in one day. And I heard back, I got ops of 40% of them doing that, like yeah. transposing the idea again. And that was 2016 when we did that. So like you can reuse ideas and just swap out the inputs instead of a music video, 
the high production glossy stuff. I did a ghetto looking uh, webcam video and did this and it worked too. I mean, it wasn't as, it wasn't 83%, but 40% is pretty good. Like I'll take yeah. that. That's better than making 12 songs in piano is a much better Friday afternoon for me than cold calling a hundred people and having one person turn into a meeting. Mm. That That is a interesting comparison there. Right. So I'm curious, right. Cause there, there is other people that, that have taken this sort of approach. I don't know where they picked it up. Maybe, maybe they picked it up from you. Maybe they picked it up from somebody else that you've worked with in the past. Um, there's more people that, you know, are being more creative and doing these raps and songs and all this sort yep, of stuff. You yep. see, you see it on LinkedIn. So it has become more popular, um, but it's not like mainstream where people are doing it on the regular. Um, why do you think most people, maybe sellers specifically struggle with getting started in, in being like that creative with the, they, the way that they reach out and focusing less on quantity and more on quality? Yeah, I think it's because it comes from an old way of thinking about sales. I mean, if you go back in time, we're going to do an old, the old history lesson here. This is where like it flash back to black and white and reenact everything. Sales has basically stayed the same since 1930. Um, what? So back in the old days, they used to have kiosks at train stations. And what would happen is if you were a B2B seller, you would assume business people were on trains. So you would have a kiosk at the train station and you'd yeah. pitch whatever business thing you have. Now, to scale that, they started doing door-to-door -door where they go to businesses and knock on doors. Problem mm -hmm. is when you walk into a business back in the 30s and 40s, you didn't have, I mean, over 100 years ago, you didn't have any information about the business except maybe what they did. So you'd knock and you'd, all you have is whatever's there in front of you, the sign and the people that you talk into. So what, the, what did they do? They perfected scripts with no personalization. Yeah. And then yeah. when cold calling became popular, they took those scripts <clears> and brought them to the phone. When, when cold email became popular, they took those phone scripts and started putting them on emails. And guess what we're doing with LinkedIn and mail today? We're literally sending the same crap that we send in a cold email. And, and I'm now seeing video, video scripts. How many, yeah, <laughs> dude, like Colin, how yeah. many people, how many times do you get someone selling to you with a video that with stuff they would have just said in an email? And you're completely missing the point of this stuff. If we nuke sales and reinvented it today, it would look very different. Like, and like, I think that the, the best way to kind of think about this is, wouldn't it be great if I could go through my inbox as a customer or as a prospect and enjoy mm. it? Like people watch the Super Bowl for, for ads sometimes. Like that's something you hear a lot. Unfortunately, they now yeah. put them online early. So it kind of ruins the appeal. But like some people just watch the Super Bowl to watch the ads. Like that's actually a thing that people do. Why aren't we yeah, doing that for our inbox? Funny? One of the most popular ads too was the simplest one. Oh yeah, the, what the QR code one? The, the yeah, the Coinbase, the Coinbase yeah, yeah. ad. They literally broke their app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like the way to think about it is, people watch this stuff to watch the stunt, right? They want to see what's happening on this end. Why aren't we doing that in our inbox? I should go through cold emails and look forward to it. I should be smiling. I should mm. be laughing. I should be seeing this person be like, wow, this person's extraordinary. I need to do something. And that's kind of the vision of what sales could be. And that's kind of like what I did. I tried to do as a prospector when I did that full time. And I still do stunts occasionally. The, the newest thing <laughs> I've been experimenting with um, lately has been, I call it a social call out video. So what we do is we make something about a company. And instead yeah. of sending it to vi either Vidyard or Loom or one of those platforms or BombBomb, uh, bomb, like instead of just firing off an email with an e with the, with the video, 
I now put it on social and I say, Hey, I don't know. I make it about the company instead of the person. Mm. I say, I don't know anyone that works at this company, but I made this for them. If you guys know them, tag them and people tag them. And like those book like crazy. I think that one, like we, every single time we've done it, it's booked. How many times have you done that? I've probably, so the problem is I can't do it. If I did that on my feet all the time, people would unsubscribe yeah. and hate me. I've probably done it at least six or seven times now since August. So like so we, we kind of space it out. When you get it, when you take those sort of shots, you got to make sure they're worth it, right? Like, yeah, this yeah. is not, you're not going to do this for every single prospect in your, you know, account list, right? But you're going to do it for your, your high value targets. I'll tell you this though. If I'm a rep, I would do it once a week. If you get to the point where you're consistently <clears> posting <throat> on social, which you should be posting, my rule is every six days. Um, LinkedIn, the, something with their newsfeed, they want you to put content out every six days. If I, but if I'm a rep, what I would do is I would do one call out post a week. Don't call it the person, call it the account. You don't want to call so it the give person. Me, give me an example. How would you call out? Like, give yeah, me yeah. an example. Of when All right. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. One afternoon last summer, I filmed 20 prospecting videos of me in a tuxedo auditioning to be a spokesperson for a company. And the company was the target account. We yeah. made a bunch of these videos. And it's like, again, transposing. Same thing that I did with the music videos, except different concepts, rewrapping it. And the joke is every video that I did, I'm a terrible spokesperson. So like, it's me trying to sell their product. Yeah. I then, we, some of our reps prospected with them <clears throat> and did stuff with email. And I was like, you know what? I had no content this week. I was on vacation this week. Why don't I throw one up on social? So I did one for LogMeIn, the company LogMeIn. I threw it up on social and in the post, they said, hey guys, we've been trying to break into LogMeIn. I don't know anyone there. Um, that I personally, I, I don't know a lot of people there, but I thought I'd make this for them. Hopefully it impresses them. If you know anyone that log me in that you think would laugh watching this, tag them below. And I put the video up and it just gets mobbed with people coming in and, and tagging people from log me in. And the other cool yeah. part is I'll take that same post that I did, dump it into a channel in Slack at lead IQ and say, if anyone has any connections at lead at log me in, can you tag them below? And some of the lead IQ employees that, aren't even in sales will go and tag people they know at LogMeIn. Now yeah. I'm getting those people to see it. Sure enough, if you click on a LinkedIn video, if you put a video out, you can actually see who viewed your video. Even though I put that video out and it had, I don't know, let's say that one, I think probably had 11,000 views. If I go and look at the, the metrics for it, 1,300 of those were LogMeIn employees. So like wow. it's work, it, the targeting works for that stuff. And the other cool part is because of network effects, if you do the social call out part, um, it, it, if someone likes it from log me in, it gets put on their feed for other people that work, work at log me in. So I'm trying to basically right. create contagious content inside that account. And I, I've done this now for the, the, the spokesperson videos. I think I've done four of them posted all four have turned into meetings. I've done some other campaigns too. Like we did, um, I don't know if you saw this call and we did another one where I tried to do this for companies. So we did one for, um, the holidays, what I did is I did a post and said, hey, we're going to make holiday-themed uh, prospecting videos, tag an account that you want us to make, and we'll make the video for them. And then all we would do is on the Lead IQ account, we would post to the account the person was trying to break into and tag the rep. And that one produced nine meetings for reps too. And that one we did, we made about 37 videos in 48 hours for people. It was very tiresome, but like I had a whole wow. setup. We bought a bunch of props <clears> and stuff. It booked nine meetings for reps. And every single meeting that we booked, we donated to Toys for Tots. 
for the holidays too. So like we tried to help get feedback from reps by um, incentivizing them for charity and stuff too. But like, this is where cool. this is like, this is how we could be spending our time prospecting and it's way more fun. Like I, but in the, yeah, it might sound gimmicky if you're listening to this and being like, Hey, I can't do this. It won't be gimmicky. If you, if you don't do one-offs, avoid one-offs and just do like make a whole campaign around it. Grab a list of top 10 accounts you're trying to break into come with one really good idea and go repeat it 10 times and personalize it a little bit more yeah. about the person than your, your company you're offering and work from there. All right. So I want to get your, your ideas on a few things, right? For people that are like, wow, thanks so much for having Ryan on the show. He's such a badass. These are some awesome ideas. I want to go put them into action, but I've got a jerk for a sales leader that yep. all he cares about is how many calls I do every day. Yeah. And Maybe we're a smaller team and I don't have any video editing skills. I'm not musical. You know, yeah. what are some ideas? What's a, how can a seller dip their toes with limited resources into this sort of approach to prospecting? Right. First things first, pitch your boss first. If they say no, then that's fine. If you need help, lean on your marketing team if you work somewhere. If you don't have either of those options, the easiest thing to do is do it on a holiday or do it, do it on a weekend, take a Sunday, block off three hours, make a bunch of these things. And then if you don't have resources from your company, honestly, you should be looking for another job if that's the case. But <laughs> if, if you're in a situation where you can't get that stuff, you can go on sites like fiverr.com and you can get someone to cut your video for you. If you don't know how to do that stuff, if you want to learn yourself, most, most, Thing most uh, like PCs and Macs come with default software. You can use like iMovie. You can edit stuff on your phone if you'd like to. Um, but I would recommend take a couple hours on a Sunday and do it. Send those things out on a Monday. You're not done when you send it out. You have to follow up with the person. But guess what's cooler? Instead of cold calling someone and being like, hey, Colin, can I talk about how you, uh, I set, shot you an email last week? Did you see the video I sent you? That's a way better yeah. opener than, hey, Colin, yeah. can I have 15 minutes to chat? Reason I'm calling is I want to see if we can figure out a way to get leads from LinkedIn Sales Navigator into your sales tools in one click. Does that sound interesting to you? Which one do you think is going to yeah. convert a lot better? Yeah, well, I actually like the one that you used previously where it's like, hey, Ryan, uh, did you see the love poem I sent you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> but, but like, go do it on a weekend. Take a couple hours. And the cool part is if it works... You, what is your manager going to be mad you booked meetings? Like, is that the result? Is that, is that like the result that you're going to get? The other thing is if you put a, the more time you put into uh, doing this stuff for prospects, the less bad you'll feel being persistent. You know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. I, I've never felt bad. When we did that music video campaign, we felt, we, we heard back from three of them right away. Uh, I followed up with a couple the second time. And when I didn't hear anything, I called them. And when I called them, I eventually it took a couple touches for some of them because let's face it, you could write the greatest email in the world and you're only going to get a certain open rate. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you can stretch and do whatever yeah. you can on that. And there's tricks to get a higher open rate, obviously. Um, they'll work really well that I could go and do too. But like, I, that's sort of like, that's at best, you're going to get a 50 to 60% open rate on a cold email. Yeah. But the key takeaway here is don't just put all these this time and effort into, you know, some creative outreach and then not follow up, right? Because there's going to be people that are going to do that and then be like, oh man, this whole thing Ryan was talking about doesn't work. Yeah, like don't do one-offs, try it out. And the other, the other part too is you have to do more than one step. The whole reason you're doing this is to make your cold email, 
your social follow-up, your in-mail, and your cold calling, all that stuff is more interesting if you do the first thing really cool. Like if you do something really cool, all the other parts just kind of fall into place. Yeah. Do you now? Do you have any recommendations like in these videos? Like, do they need to be, you know, just interesting, entertaining, relevant to the problems you solve? Like, is there any sort of formula that you could recommend for folks? All right. There's two things. If you're doing a video that is about the prospect, you don't need to pitch your stuff. Don't bother. Use your email and your other stuff to pitch it. Like, hey, I did this video for you. Figured you might want to get this in front of some more customers. Here's how I can help. Like whatever your problem you're solving is on that end. If you're doing pitching in your actual video, this is the structure where I would fall. How is a prospect special to you? Why are you contacting them? Who are they? Like, who? or sorry, who are you? Like why, what, that's your value prop or what problem you solve and what do you want them to do? If you answer those four questions in a video, you're going to make your prospect feel a lot more special. The how is the prospect special to you? Do something interesting that shows that you're cool too. The closer thing you can do is if you can find something that you have in common with the prospect, you have a much higher conversion rate on response than if you just randomly pick something that's about where they work and their role. That stuff's okay, but like that worked 10 years ago. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And are you trying to bring comedy into them at all times? Yeah. <laughs> but if you're not funny, you don't have to be like, I've seen some great <laughs> prospecting videos. I saw a guy from uh, Vidyard who would he would flip he he would say hey ryan just wanted to talk to you about how we can make video magical and he like had a coin in his hand he flicked it and it lit on fire and disappeared like find talents that you have no one ever said boy i can't wait to work in sales we all have skills that we learned prior to becoming a seller and you can you can act off of those things too got it yeah because if you force it trying to be funny then it's not going to go well i'd imagine yeah. I mean, you can make, if you're going to be funny, don't make fun of the person, make fun of yourself. Like I might make fun of my crappy haircut. Like, like, um, I did a video once for a prospect where I told them it was actually uh, Steve, Steve Richard from exec vision. I was like, I have the straight to DVD version of your haircut. And like that got a laugh and got a response. And then it turned into us getting a meeting and now we're tight with exec vision. You know what I mean? Like, I also think that there's another part of this where, um, if you can, if you've got a little post that you could put on your monitor, right on it. Always be extraordinary. Like always try to find something that's extraordinary that you can do because the people you're prospecting, the reason they're in buying positions is because they're extraordinary. That's how they got there. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. So <clears throat> thanks for all these nuggets, man. I mean, <clears throat> people, I was, I don't, did you see the uh, documentary that bomb bomb put out? I didn't, but I, I just hung out with those guys last week at the leadership summit. I just talked to like Ethan and Steve and those guys. Yeah. So they just dropped it today and it's about, you know, digital pollution. Right. And they basically interviewed people, you know, like the CMO at HubSpot and other people as well, you know, getting their take and the type of outreach that they're getting on a regular basis and how ridiculous it is. Um, so the takeaway here is like, do you want to be, do you want your outreach to be considered digital pollution? That's, you know, not going to break through the noise. It's not going to get attention. It's going to frustrate your prospects or do you want to send them something that might make their day or give them a laugh? Every time that we do bad outreach, it teaches a prospect to ignore it for everyone. So this is our, this is our chance. We can reset sales today. Yeah. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Where can people get into your world and learn more from you? couple things. Uh, if you want to go check out some of our stuff, you should go make a free lead IQ account. You can do that on our website. Or you could follow me on LinkedIn. Um, we also have a podcast that um, 
Colin helps us out with a little bit too. Like you give us, you've, you've, you've been giving us some, some help on, on that. You were a guest recently, really well played episode, by the way, a lot of people, he, uh, Colin wrote some tips on how to start a podcast. You should check that out. It's a good episode. Yeah. We'll drop the link there to get connected with Ryan and also to check out the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, write us a review, share the show with your friends. And I'm always listening for your feedback. You can go to salestransformation.fm and drop me a voice DM and I'll get back to you. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad, and I might even give you free access to our best templates.